Hey everyone, it's brother Steve Sprott here, and this episode is brought to you by MasonGearShop.com. Now, Mason Gear carries an extensive offering of Masonic t-shirts, hats, and accessories to help you show off your Masonic pride. And, for the month of September, first three Knox listeners get 20% off their orders when they use coupon code MasonGearShop357. That's MasonGearShop357 at checkout. Be sure to visit their website at www.masongearshop.com or check them out on Facebook and Instagram. On today's episode, we'll be covering part two of our three-part series on what is Freemasonry. We'll be talking about how to become one. You're listening to The First Three Knocks, a Masonic podcast in the District of York, where we discuss topics for the betterment of Masonry. The opinions discussed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not represent the views of Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body. Now, here are your hosts. Good evening, brethren. Welcome to uh, the Rising Sun Lodge, Aurora Temple. We're back home. I was going to say, we're back home, finally. Back home, we made it. And uh, we're continuing our three-part series, of course, on what is Freemasonry. Today, we'll be discussing how to become one. And, uh, of course, I'm your host, co-host, Worshipful Brother Bert Tellier from the Rising Sun Lodge, sitting down with Brother Gino Scovio, also from the Rising Sun Lodge, and our producer, Steve Sprott, from Zaradatha Lodge in Uxbridge, Ontario. Hello, hello. So, we are covering how to become one. Seems pretty simple question. How, how, how can we do that, Gino? Uh, well, I think the first thing is you just have to ask one, hmm. right? That's what they tell us when we first come through those doors, to become a Mason, ask a Mason. It's yeah. pretty much that simple. It seems to be that simple, but uh, for, for a lot of our listeners who maybe aren't Masons, uh, and they may not even know a Freemason, how do you, how do you get to know one? Well, there's all kinds of various events that uh, a lot of the lodges throughout uh, Ontario and beyond will, will host. Um, uh, for example, some of the things that we do is we do uh, the Aurora Street Sale here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an opportunity that we can get out in the public. We do it right along one of the busiest and longest streets in, uh, I think, in Ontario, uh, Young Street. Is it North America? Is it North America? North I was going to... Oh, I didn't want to give that fact if I didn't know it well, for sure. I think it is North we'll America. We'll have to fact check that one. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Young Street, we have street sale uh, once a year. We participate in it. We put up a booth. We provide some flyers and some information uh, packets. And, uh, and, and that's another uh, way to uh, discover who Masons are. Often mm-hmm. we get, I think, some of our friends who didn't know we were Masons, like, what are you doing here? And that's all of a sudden they start discovering some yeah. more things about us. Um, so yeah, there's of an event like that. We host friend to friend nights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we put a little bit of an ad out in the local paper. Um, and we just invite some folks who might have that interest or had family member way down in the past Yeah, who were Masons and they just, again, didn't know who or how to ask. So we put it out there to them. Um, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the last episode, but there's definitely a bit of uh, challenge with becoming a Freemason yeah. in terms of how do you go about learning more about the craft of people involved in it, et cetera. And that really is by design. You know, it's, it's not for everybody. We talked about that. It is supposed to be something that you seek, knowledge that you seek. And uh, like anything in life, 
the harder it is, the more valuable it is. Absolutely. So, you know, that for our audience, that's something to consider is if, if you're thinking that it's going to be easy, uh, it won't, you'll have to put some effort into it, which is, uh, again, by design. So yeah, you can't go to service Ontario and fill in an application (laughs) and, and, you know, wait in the mail. Uh, it does take a little bit of seeking out, but, uh, like I said, we do have a lot of different avenues that, that we participate in. Um, it's just a matter of looking for our logo, the square encompasses. Yeah. And they're in every town. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that as well. There's the 550 lodges in Ontario alone. Yeah. You really have to struggle to not see one. The, the logos are on the buildings. Yep. Um, they have typical lodge nights. You, you really just have to pay attention. And, and if you see somebody going into a building, there's your opportunity to yeah, ask. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, even when you kind of driving into the towns or cities, uh, all those welcome signs, um, often you'll find the square and compass, which means, again, there are lodges in those particular towns and cities. So mm-hmm. uh, if you see them on those, uh, there's a couple here in York District that I've seen that uh, might uh, not be on the actual road that the uh, temple is on but it has a little square and compass and it has a little arrow pointing this way. And, it, and some of them even have like what night they meet. Yeah. Um, I know Stouffville on has one. Signs. I think Sea Market has one as well. Yeah. Um, so there's just little, little road signs on the side. So again, I mean, just if you're, uh, if you are familiar with our square and compass, which is kind of, uh, kind of stands out, um, that's what you want to look for uh, if you really don't know anything or anybody uh, in masonry. And then we talked a little bit about it on our last episode, Grand Lodge having uh, a plethora of resources. But a lot of guys that I've heard who don't know of any particular fellas, you can reach out to Grand Lodge. Um, They'll be happy to take your information, um, point you in a direction that uh, might be best suited uh, for where you're living. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they'll put you in touch with uh, maybe one or two different lodges because, again, some meet on different days. There are a couple day lodges that meet on weekends. Mm-hmm. So just, uh, it works. We try to work around a schedule that fits your needs, right? That's important. Don't disrupting the family and the yeah, household. I, I think that's a really good point to, to stop on and discuss a little bit is there are many lodges on different nights, different schedules, and it's important for uh, new applicants to find out when those nights are and what suits them best. Yeah. And, uh, the best way you can do that is by reaching out to Grand Lodge. I think just in York District, for example, they've been fantastic in sending uh, interested men our way yep. based on their location. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the last thing we want to see is, is people that are, are having to travel far and have it on the wrong inconvenient night that doesn't support their life because that is really not what masonry is all about. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a, a good opportunity as Grand Lodge. Well, we've hosted open houses before and had some guests come through those doors. And, uh, mm-hmm. and again, they're guests within the town of Aurora also, or they've traveled quite a distance because they knew we were having one. And, and same thing. It's not that we've turned them away. We've just informed them. Um, it's always nice to have a new candidate come in and join our lodge. But again, we're looking after that person. So, you know, the last fellow that came through was up in the Vaughan and Maple area. If you have some interest, we'd be happy to put you in touch with those guys. It's not just because they come in through our doors, we snag them. Yeah. You know, again, we're really trying to make it fit their their life because uh, we don't, like I said, want to disrupt family or work or, you know, have you uh, take off at three o'clock just so you can drive an hour to your <laughs> lodge. 
you're not going to enjoy it when it comes to winter. Especially in the GTA. I mean, the amount of, the amount of traffic in this city is, uh, is pretty absurd. So why would, why would you want to add to that? Exactly. Exactly. And one thing to note too, is that, uh, if you find a lodge in your area and they don't have a working schedule, working time for you, um, talk to them and see because there may be other lodges within that building so if you see one building there could be seven eight lodges in there um and and well, they could work around your schedule as well um i had a friend actually an old friend reach out to me recently and they live in hamilton and um i was put in contact um through don kemble um with someone at one of the hamilton lodges there out of that building and they listed seven different i don't know how many exactly are in there but they listed like seven different lodges mm-hmm. and pretty much the, the the person that i was referring um, to masonry got to pick you know what time worked best for them yeah. out of that building right so well we have we're, we've got the good fortune here at the rising sun temple in aurora mm-hmm. that there are four other lodges uh four in total sorry mm-hmm. uh and and they range anywhere from meeting on a monday to yeah. a Tuesday, to a Thursday, or to a Saturday morning. Yeah. So again, uh, not every temple has uh, many lodges that uh, share it, but if they they, they do, again, uh, share that with the prospective candidate because again, you definitely want to work with what works best for them. We want them to show up. We want them to come. We want them to be engaged. We don't and want enjoy them it. to yeah, yeah struggle to get there because it's a night or a day that doesn't work for them. We really want them to enjoy it. I would take it even a little further and say that you want to learn a lot about the culture of that lodge yeah. before you make that commitment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, our temple here in Aurora is a great example, right? We have four different lodges and all of them have their own culture. Mm-hmm. Some are more about fraternal um, relations. Others are more about the ritual. Um, others are, are more about outside a lodge, that type of thing. So I would really encourage people who are seeking knowledge yeah. to spend some time and learn about the culture. And I, I'll tell you, I mean, you guys know you're Masons. Nobody would be insulted by that. No, not at all. That just makes perfect sense to, uh, to know what you're getting yourself into as best you can with the knowledge that's available. Um, because we, we've seen it before where we have people come in that, that really aren't well suited for Masonry, one, and then two, the culture within that lodge as well. You know, a good thing we practice here again, and I don't know if all lodges practice, but I think it's something to point out invite them for a couple of your dinners. Yeah. You know, get them to well. mix with the guys and, and, and see how they mingle and, and how interested they are. Um, Cause again, this is potentially an extension of family that's coming through those mm-hmm. doors, whether it be that we're the lucky candidates to have this new person want to join us or someone else. Um, that's a great opportunity to really kind of, you know, have the social side um, kind of, you know, tour them around the building and whatnot. And then when it's time for business, they understand to, they, they can't stick around, but it gives them that, uh, that mystery of, Ooh, I, I really want to stick around. I'm curious. Right? Yeah. yeah. What's so, going on up there? And we do that a couple of times, yep. uh, actually quite a bit that uh, it's not just one dinner. They'll come for two or three, yeah. you know, and then again, and, and sometimes they haven't even really asked us yet that they want to join, but they keep coming for dinner. And then finally it's, it's that, that question that we just didn't know. How do you become a Mason? That's all you had to say. That's all you had to say. How do you become a Mason? Ask a Mason. Yeah, I was lucky enough to go to three dinners, I believe. And um, the guys at Zeradatha were so welcoming to me, not only me, but my girlfriend as well. Um, 
they invited her right off the bat to any of the dinners and, and made her feel extremely comfortable because she had her doubts too. Of course. You know, what is a secret society? And, yeah. You know, and so she had her doubts and, and they were very accommodating. They said, hey, come out, come out for dinner, bring your girlfriend. So I did. And, you know, it put her at ease so much just to sit and talk with the guys, interact with the guys, see that it's not you know, a bunch of weirdos sitting around. And <laughs> Some weirdos. Thanks. Arguably. It's got a few, <laughs> a few peppered in there. But uh, no, it was, and it was really comforting, not, not only to me, but for, for her as well. So, well, and that's so important too, because that's our support at home. And we definitely want them to, to feel welcomed and on board. Uh, I've said this a few times before, you know, when I say I have to go do something Masonic, my wife is like, yeah, awesome. Have a good one. And there's no second guessing. There's no questioning. She knows I'm with, you know, good, good company, people. good yeah, people. Yeah. We're not out at the bar, you know, smashing some beers or anything like that. We're here doing work. Whether yeah, she it can be, put a face to the, exactly, to the right? name that you come home. And, and, and extension of family. That's yeah. what it has become. And so, yeah, it, you really need that uh, support uh, from day one. So it's nice to, to hear that other lodges do the same thing. Invite you, the candidate, and, and their, other, their significant others. And for the lodges that aren't doing that, I would express that they should start because mm-hmm. it had such an impact on me personally. And, uh, you know, for, for incoming members, it's a real, you know. Yeah, that's great insight, in Steve. That, that really is. We, uh, we probably don't do it enough. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's critically important. And it really raises the point on you are making a commitment for life. I mean, that, that is something that is probably overlooked a little bit is that commitment time is a lifetime of learning, of being involved. And when you make that commitment, you want to be around people that you really want to be around. Absolutely. Yeah. You get born into your family and you got no choice sometimes, (laughs) but this is a family you could choose. You could actually choose this one. You got a little control in the beginning. (laughs) There's but yeah, uh, and I mean, after you have that interest and, and you might find, again, some community um, uh, involvements where you see Masons or you maybe reach out to Grand Lodge or, or again, we have billboards on our front uh, that used to have our email. So you find a, a way, uh, you can find, I'm sure, lots of Masons on social media and reach out to them. I see it often in some of the pages that uh, yeah. I'm on that, hey, you know, I have a friend looking or or we do get a, a non-Mason on there and says, hey, I'm interested, how do I do it? And lots of people pointing them in the right direction. What's the next step from there once you have asked a Mason or a resource that can put you in touch? Mm-hmm. What's what's the paperwork that's involved? Is there any? Yeah, there there is a uh, an application form that's involved yeah. uh, that has to be filled out. And essentially that that really is the only paperwork that's done with Masonry. And that, that would go to the lodge the, um, that you would be applying to you would have to have support from two current um, master masons for that application. So that kind of, again, kind of speaks to the need to get to know some people well. And and a lot of the folks that we see come through don't typically know masons. So it really is important. Like those dinners that you talked about, the opportunity to connect, that goes both ways. Right, because we don't want to bring people into the craft that I was just going to say that really don't have uh, a long-term interest in it, or yeah. have maybe some other reasons for joining that probably aren't connected or aligned mm-hmm. to what we want to do with masonry and what it's all about. So it's d- very important to have that done. The application goes to Grand Lodge and it gets vetted in terms if you've applied before and been rejected. So there's you know there's a bit of protocol behind that, and then also within the lodge itself. Once that is approved, it has to be read in open lodge. 
it also uh, needs to have a committee of inquiry done on on you as a as an applicant. Oh, so what does that mean? Full background check? Yeah, no, you know, I, it, it records, would seem that way. Yeah, Why, do you have access to some? Well, that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing like that. It's it's certainly not that intrusive. Really, what we're looking for is to get a better understanding of who you are at home. And typically, what we want to do is sit down with uh, your family, ideally your spouse or significant other, and learn more about you um, mm-hmm. to see that, number one, you're supported in this uh, endeavor. And we've seen this a lot. People come in that really want to be involved because their grandfather was or, or what have you, and, and the, uh, the spouse at home is not so supportive. And I can tell you from experience, that doesn't work. Yep. That doesn't work. You know, we wouldn't recommend people to go down that path. Right. Um, so there's, there's sort of a check-in on that as well. We want to make sure that it's... That and that's perfect because I was just going to ask, has any applicants been rejected from that mm-hmm. committee of inquiry? Yeah. And it's because, again, we're not here to, um, uh, I guess, put a wedge in any household by any means. So if we see that the support's not there, it just doesn't mean that it's the right time right now. Yeah. You know, and, and I've seen that or heard of that where the right time right now doesn't fit. But then, you know, a few years later, uh, things change. Yeah. You know, or inviting them to some other social aspects or seeing more Masons in the community um, from maybe somebody who had some concerns. All of a sudden they say, oh, those guys are good guys. They're and, actually good guys. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Contrary to Internet <laughs> belief, they might actually be good guys. And, and that's, that, again, that's also another opportunity for the family to learn more about masonry. You get yeah. to ask questions, ask us what it's like, um, what are some of the time commitments. The financial commitment's also very important. Yeah, yeah. And that's maybe a good point to share with our listeners is each lodge has a different fee structure. Right. Some are very inexpensive. There's an initiation fee. Uh, and there's a yearly fee to be involved. And then some of those are also very expensive and everything in between. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's a consideration as well is does this, can I make this work within my budget? Is it something that I'm willing to make the time investment and also the financial investment yeah. into? And we want all that to be clear for everybody. Yeah, uh, that's not any uh, small print by any means. No. It's brought up right up front. It's explained right up front. Uh, the initiation fee is a one-time initiation fee is exactly what it is. It basically covers all the things that you would get throughout your career mm-hmm. of going down that path of becoming a master mason and possibly beyond, right? Yeah. And then the rest is just your yearly dues. And like you said, some lodges are structured in a manner where it's uh, very affordable and some are a little bit more on the heavier side. But you look at the things that they do in that lodge and that's kind of how the breakdown exists. You know, mm-hmm. Some lodges will host catered dinners all the time. And so those things aren't for free. It so everybody <laughs> pays a portion in and helps out. Uh, some lodges will do a lot of fundraisers to help alleviate the costs. So ultimately, I think all lodges uh, sort of cost the same in the long run, but it just depends on how much they're willing to do the work yeah. uh, as far as fundraisers and help with subsidizing some of those costs to, hey, more comfortable to just pull out of pocket and take it from there. Right. Um, not one is uh, right over the other. Um, again, it's on that lodge that uh, it's just worked over the, what, thousands of years? Or, well, 300 yeah. years, modern years, but thousands of years that we've been in existence. And so that's, uh, that's a great point to bring up because it's, it's important to talk about that up front and understand what commitment that means as well. Yeah, and I think you'd find that with most, most Masons, they would be very upfront about that. Yeah. These are, this is our culture. This is what we do. These are the things we like. These are the costs associated 
these are the timelines. And I mean, this is probably a good one to touch on as well is what's the time commitment. And what I've seen happen a lot is people have been told it's one meeting a month. It's as, it's as unintrusive as that. Um, that maybe isn't the truth. You know, it's, it's probably more than that. The expectations are probably higher that people are involved more than once a month because mm-hmm. there's many charitable events, there's social events, uh, and there's a lot of work involved in running lodges and, and keeping um, everybody together. Yeah. But it really comes down to what the individual wants to do. Yeah. You know, well, how involved. How much time they want to put in to get out of it, right? And that was one of the first things that I was told as soon as I had my first kind of meet and greet was, you know, families first, work second, and then masonry third, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, and it's true. It's just how much time you want to dedicate to masonry. And uh, you have to remember that if you're dedicating time to masonry, you're taking away time from family. Or, and you just have to kind of balance it out like we've said in numerous episodes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a balance, right? Yeah. It's a balance, and it, it comes back to prioritizing your life. I, I think Right Worshipful Brother Alan Dresser said it well when he was on early on last season and talked about time commitments. And he had mentioned that I hear a lot of young guys saying that they, they'd love to do masonry, but they can't make the time commit, commitment. And then these are guys who are getting up at three or four in the morning to go play hockey yeah. before work. You know, come to really a come. hockey game and lodge, yeah. right? That's what it's all about. Yeah, and it comes down to priorities. And I thought that was really a, a clever way of describing it. It's really what you place the emphasis on. Yeah. Um, but, but I get it. It's not for everybody. And it, it's something that is unknown. You don't get to have all the answers. And, and by the way, even when you're in masonry, you don't have all the answers. It's a journey, a mm-hmm. long lifetime journey. And so you, you have to learn that on your own. Yeah. You, know, you don't get to, you don't get to have everything revealed and, no. and understood. So the, the potential candidate uh, finds a way to get in touch with a Mason. Mm-hmm. He fills out this application. He goes through a little bit of a vetted uh, stuff from Grand Lodge and an, inqu- from the lodge. And, and, and yeah. an inquiry committee is put together from the lodge that is chosen that he wants to apply to. What are the next steps at that point? Well, uh, specifically the next step is once that application is filled in, it gets sent to Grand Lodge, that application needs to be read in Open Lodge. And the reason that is, is because now we are letting the brethren of the lodge know that we have an applicant and some may or may not know him. And if there was any objections, we would hear that. Once that's completed, then there would be a committee of inquiry from the lodge to learn more about their home life, answer some questions and get more insight. If that comes back favorable and we have a favorable report from Grand Lodge, then now we have the opportunity to put this applicant to a vote in open lodge in the next open lodge and that is a really interesting process that i can't share a lot with uh with uh, our listeners but an interesting process that we go through Um, and really that is the opportunity for all the members of the lodge to accept or reject the uh the applicant Uh, in most cases the case is that they are accepted and once they are accepted then the worshipful master will um arrange a time for the initiation and that that really is the special part of masonry. I mean, we've, we've all been through it, of course. Yeah. It's, uh, it's sort of that I'm going to this great unknown thing. I'm being picked up from a, by a senior brother. I have no idea what I'm going to get <laughs> into. I'm not allowed to know anything, um, but it's, there's a banquet in their honor, and the, and the ceremony itself is very, very special and, and long-lasting. So that's as much as I can say about that. That part alone, for me, 
personally was uh, was a very special moment in my Masonic career. And then from there, I mean, the uh, the Masonic career begins. Mm-hmm. You know, that is the the long journey of of new learning, new people, um, connecting dots, and uh, putting yourself through trial. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember my uh, my initiation night, and I had uh, our our right worshipful brother Rickman, and our right worshipful brother Hawthorne, uh pick me up. So here I had these two senior guys. Two legends. <laughs> yeah, two legends. Uh, two senior guys come pick me up, and my wife says, who are these guys? I don't know. <laughs> I met Scott a couple times, obviously, from the before yeah. being accepted. Um, yeah, and I got driven here, and again, we had a banquet, and uh, I was the, the honored guest, and, uh, and by the end of the night, I was the brother. Yeah. So it was a really special night for me. <laughs> I remember uh, one of the guys at the end of the ceremony saying, you're one of the first candidates that had a smile from ear to ear the <laughs> whole time. And I, again, I just soaked it in, like the yeah. rich history that comes with it and everything. Did I remember anything? Of no. course not. No. <laughs> Full confusion They say, set be in. a yeah. sponge tonight. I don't know how that is when, again, everything is so unknown and, and, and it's just happening all at the same time. But yeah. uh, I don't think I've met that guy who was the sponge. <laughs> no, no. I don't think I've met one either. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I definitely uh, will always remember that uh, one night and then the rest, uh, I guess, uh, was a blur. <laughs> yeah. How about yourself, Steve? What was that uh, first night like for you? Um, again, a lot of confusion, but uh, <laughs> it was it was exciting for me. I mean, it was a it was a long time coming. I w- sent in my application. I went through everything. I sat with my sponsors, talked a little bit more about it, and um, we were on summer break, so I had to wait a little bit longer, waiting for the application and all that. So um, by the time I was ready to go, I was nervous and uh, nothing to be nervous about after you know after doing it you calm down a lot and realize oh I worked myself up for nothing you know it's a, there is a lot uh, going on though and um, difficult to take it all in um, but I think that's the excitement of it you have the door has been open to you and you, now you can you know sit down and really do um, some learning and, and dissect things when you go home and um, still dissecting things from from my initiation and uh, my second degree so um, yeah it's, it's exciting and they say, ask questions. And uh, I mean, every time I come to Lodge and I'm now senior deacon, yeah. uh, I have so many more questions that come up, you know? So it's, again, ever learning. Uh, it's just, it's, it's been forever amazing. learning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe Should we, we uh, take a few minutes to clear the uh, secretary's desk. Took the words right out of there my mouth. There we go. All right. Well, uh, this week in the secretary's desk, we have a handful of uh, meetings back again from summer break, uh, kicking off on Monday, September 9th, Union Lodge has their regular meeting. Uh, We also have on Monday, uh, September 9th, Simcoe Lodge. Uh, They are planning a third degree that evening, so you won't want to miss that. Um, Following the... uh, Next day, September 
10th, which is Tuesday, Sharon Lodge is uh, hosting a first degree. Uh, it's always fun talking about yeah, uh, first what degrees. we are. If you can get out as a brand new uh, initiant um, right away, you really get to see it from the sidelines. So that's uh, a lot of, that's where the sponge then comes in. So uh, Sharon Lodge hosting a first degree is something you probably won't want to miss if you're new to masonry. Um, also that night, September 10th, Maple Lodge is hosting a regular meeting. Um, and then finally, Delta Lodge, uh, also on September 10th, is hosting their election of officers. Uh, and we got a special guy that we know that uh, might be moving towards the east in that he may. one. So uh, we'll see how the votes may come not. in, right? you got to get yeah. voted. Has to get voted in. Then, of course, uh, moving into September, Wednesday, September 11th, is a very special reception for Right Worshipful Brother G. Allen Dresser, our new District Deputy Grand Master of York District. And that'll be held at Richardson Lodge, his home lodge in Stouffville. That'll be, uh, ceremony is at 7 p.m. And there'll be a reception held in his honor at the Stouffville Legion, uh, 150 Mostar Street in Stouffville. Uh, also on that night, um, if you uh, are belong to Wellington Lodge, uh, unfortunately it's a doubleheader that night, so if you can't make it to Right Worshipful, uh, Brother Alan uh, Dresser's uh, ceremony there and reception, um, Wellington Lodge is going to be up and active and they're hosting a second degree that evening. Oh, good. Uh, on uh, Thursday, September 12th, uh, again it's a doubleheader, uh, Tuscan Lodge is hosting a regular meeting and uh, also King Solomon's uh, Lodge is hosting a regular meeting. They're having a step-up night uh, in preparation for the meeting in October right. and um, an election of officers. So again, if you can't make it to Delta on Tuesday and you want to see what an election looks like, <laughs> check out King Solomon. It's busy a uh, couple weeks to kick off uh, September, isn't it? Absolutely. On Monday, September 16th, this is a big event. This is Zeradatha Lodge's 150th birthday celebration. Uh, and that is at 7.30. This is a, a very important event. As uh, mentioned before, the Grand Master, Most Worshipful Brother David J. Cameron will be in attendance for that, which is uh, making it an even more special event. Of course, the tickets are sold out, but if you are a Mason, you are welcome to attend the lodge portion uh, at least. And I think that is one that we don't want to miss. I know we won't miss it. We'll be there. We'll be there. Uh, and we're looking forward to it. All right, um, the uh, following uh, night, uh, we're having an emergent meeting here at the Rising Sun uh, to honor uh, our newly appointed, very worshipful brother, Mike Redman. Yes. Uh, he has become an appointed Grand Lodge steward, so we're very excited for him. Proud of him. Very proud, say, yeah. very proud, and very well deserved. So uh, in that, um, we are hosting here at the Rising Sun Temple, um, a small quick ceremony that I believe is to kick off for seven o'clock. And then uh, 6.30. 6.30. 6.30 for Masons here at the Lodge. Perfect. And then uh, right after we're done, um, we're going to be going up to St. Andrews Valley Golf Club, which is located at Four Pinnacle Trail out in Aurora. And uh, all family, friends, non-Masons are welcome. We'll have our little reception, a uh, couple of toasts, I'm sure, for uh, our very worshipful brother. And, uh, and it'll be another fun night. Good, and there's many other events, but uh, one that we have to uh, put on here, of course, because our producer is sitting right beside us, is uh, Zeradatha's Scotch and Cigar Night, which is going to be on Saturday, October 19th, and that is from 6.30. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that, uh, Brother Sprott? 
yeah, sure. We have a uh, scotch expert coming in, and it's going to be um, a variety of single malt scotches. Um, we'll have a little taste test sample um, evening. And uh, we also have Cigar Bodega, which is a cigar shop in Unionville, Ontario, who will be coming in and uh, supplying a, a, a cigar cash bar for afterwards and uh, should be good. We actually have also a couple vet vendors coming in and I won't say who those are yet, but uh, uh, should be an exciting night. Awesome. And uh, one more that's not yet on the app or on our Facebook page, but I do know I saw it in a few summonses. Uh, another appointed uh, Grand Lodge officer, um, very worshipful brother, uh, Randall Hutchinson from Tuscan Lodge. Um, I believe he will be having, uh, Tuscan will be hosting a reception, I believe, on September 26th. Oh, good. I've reached out for some details. So as soon as we have them, we'll update uh, all our social media platforms and probably catch it on another secretary's desk in the very near future. And I believe that wraps up our secretary's desk. All right, well, welcome back to our episode. Uh, so just before we wrap up, I got a quick question, Bert. Um, I'm a new applicant. I applied. How long might it take for me to even hear back or before I've, again, uh, been interested and right to the point of maybe becoming initiated? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And uh, to answer that, I would say that, gee, I hope you have some patience. Yeah. Because becoming a Freemason is not a fast process. It is. It takes time. Uh, you need to be very patient. It really depends on what's happening with the lodge. Uh, what time of year it is. We do recess for the summer break in both July and August, so that can play a factor. It also depends on the lodge that you are attempting to join, what is going on in their schedule. So it, as a general rule of thumb, I would say a solid six months to, to get through the application um, process would be a fair assessment. Now, so, it does happen quicker, yep. but it also happens longer. But fair to say that's a test to the candidate, right? Yeah. Patience is a virtue. Patience is a virtue. And, and you know, becoming, a, becoming an entered apprentice is just the first step. Yeah. There's many more steps behind that, and all of those take time as well. So my, my strong advice to those who are seeking to become Freemasons is to have patience. All right. So we've covered pretty much all the points from start to finish on how uh, somebody who might be interested could apply and, and what that process would entail and the length of time. Um, if, if, again, maybe we have a few guys out there that don't know of Masons, what resources maybe can we point them towards to, to take a look? Yeah, there's quite a few. I mean, the first one that comes to mind, of course, is the uh, amazing work that your team's done on the uh, York District app. And uh, we have another app that's been developed called York District Masons Friends. And this is a great resource that has uh, insight as to what Freemasonry is, the lodges in our district. Um, there's a brochure in there that answers some questions, direct link to Grand Lodge, which is very important. And of course, the first Three Knocks podcast is on there. So if you want to learn a lot about Freemasonry, I couldn't think of a better resource than, than uh, tuning into the first Three Knocks. So the way to get that is through Team App. You need to download the Team App and then search York District Mason's Friends, and that'd be a great uh, a great asset for you. Awesome. Um, I hear that there's also uh, other resources on Netflix. Uh, Freemason Inside Freemasonry. Is that yeah, this is called? a this is a really good uh, documentary that was done under the United Grand Lodge of England, 
And uh, it came out, I believe it's probably been maybe two years now that it's been yeah. out. Yeah, was it um, not uh, for the, the 300th anniversary? Yeah. Like it kind of coincide, coincide with that anniversary, with that. That, that nice big... It's a five-part series, awesome. um, and they cover everything about Freemasonry from, of course, from the uh, Grand Lodge of England perspective. As a Freemason myself here in Canada, I was quite surprised with how much they shared. Yeah. They were very open. It was excellently done. It gave great insight into some of the expectations, some of the challenges of Freemasonry, the type of people that you meet, the ritual, um, who's involved. It really is a great starting place. If you want to learn a lot about Freemasonry, that's a great place to start, and that's on Netflix. Awesome, awesome. A couple other uh, resources to consider. If you wanted to just reach out and get some information as well, you could uh, reach out on email to office at grandlodge.on.ca, and that'll go directly to the Grand Lodge of, uh, of Canada in the province of Ontario, so that they'll be happy to share some information with you. You can also go onto their website, and uh, Gino, you and I have been using that quite a bit. Yeah, especially for the these website. parts, absolutely. There's a lot of great information there. I think that's probably a really good place to start as well. And then if, if you're also in York District, you could reach out to uh, yorkdistrict.ca um, to get some information. Leave your information, and that'll go into our uh, district secretary and uh, district deputy grandmaster, and they'll put you in touch with some people local to you that can, can help. And then finally, I'd say uh, the first three knocks, we, uh, we have our own website or our own uh, ad email address, and you could reach out to us. We'd be happy to put you in touch with the right people or give you more information. And that is the first three knocks at gmail.com. And that three is T-H-R-E-E, -E, the letters, not the numbers. Awesome. And uh, if it's not Ontario that you live, um, again, the resources that we've yeah. just named can certainly find uh, any lodge or any uh, Masonic body in your part of the world. So uh, this is really, as I said, a big uh, global fraternity. Uh, and uh, if you're catching us uh, all the way in, uh, what was it, uh, Ghana or <laughs> Australia, and you don't know how to reach out locally, you can, again, reach out to us at the First Renox, and we'll, we'll be happy to yeah. put you in touch with the right people. Any Mason, really. I mean, yeah. comes down to it. Any Mason's going to be willing to help and put you in contact with who you need to be in contact with, whether you're contacting us from the States and you go on the Grand Lodge website of Ontario and you you send them an email. I mean, everyone will help you out, so... Awesome. What a Masonic thing to do. I was going to say, what a great fraternity. <laughs> well, I guess this wraps up uh, part two of the series, and uh, we'll be uh, discussing uh, part three on... What to expect. ...in the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The First Three Knocks. Happy to meet, sorry to part, happy to meet again. <laughs>